You're listening to the MPI Paranormal Podcast, where the truth is to be found. A podcast exploring all things paranormal, hauntings, UFOs, crypto, the unknown. Our members believe in the skeptical approach, but with an open mind, just trying to make sense of it all. I want to get back in there, try to figure that out, because it is the unknown. I don't really have a say on it right now, because I don't know what the video looks like. Well, I'm looking for the evidence. What's the evidence? A story to me is not really evidence, because that's one person's experience. Right. And I do, I take my personal beliefs into it, but like you said, then I have my skeptical side that right. wants to prove it another way. Military Paranormal Investigations is not affiliated to any branch of the military. It's time. Coming to you from North Texas on multiple platforms for maximum reach. Here are your hosts, members of the MPI team. And welcome to MPI's first Skype podcast. My name is Rob. I'm uh, Mark. <laughs> I got you guys. <laughs> and I'm this Jeff. Is how it's, this is how it's going to be. Yeah, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm Rob. Got that one out there. So we got Jeff sitting right above me, and then over in the corner, right over there, as you can see, there's Mike sitting up there, and. The reason that we're doing a Skype podcast, probably because you guys are in the same situation that we are with COVID-19. Um, yeah, everyone is sheltering in place, so make sure you are sheltering in place as well. And we're trying to put the content out there so that you can listen to our podcast. gives you something to do instead of doing all the binge watching that I've been doing. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, be safe, wash your hands, and always do the social distancing. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to us, uh, you're probably listening to us on Podbean. You can find us on militaryparanormal.com. Mike is constantly doing something with the website, so great job, Mike. It's looking good. Uh, let us know how it's looking on your end. Uh, send us a comment or a like, and then you can let also me know find if there's, us. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Let me know if there's any problems. I've been Different devices have different displays, and I've been kind of messed with that a little bit. So let me know if you have any problems on your end, and I'll make sure I get that taken care of. You can also find us on social media, Facebook at Military Paranormal, all one word, Twitter at MPI underscore paranormal, Instagram, Military Paranormal, all one word, and you can find us on YouTube, search Military Paranormal, one word. And right now we're sitting at 92 subscribers. We only need eight more, and then we can have our own URL. So come on, people. You got nothing better to do? You're sitting at home? I know I'm begging for it. Come on. On that note, we just put out our our first good video that we've done in a while. We actually produced for YouTube. And uh, we had some more things planned for you guys. Uh, unfortunately, this whole shelter-in-place thing right. kind of got rid of a couple of investigations that we were going on to record some some information. So um, if you haven't seen that yet, I did a video on the on my paranormal go bag, like my, my everyday carry bag. And uh, go check that out over at YouTube.com. 
and also uh, streaming platforms we are testing right now, but we do have the capability to going live. This one is pre-recorded, but when we do go live, you can find us on Facebook Live. You can find us on YouTube, not only the MPI channel, but also Undiscovered Origins. That's Mike's YouTube channel. Go check that one out. You can find us on Mixer, uh, Twitch, DLive. Discord, Mob Crush, and Periscope, which is actually broadcasting to Twitter. Now, all those right there, all you got to do is go to uh, Military Paranormal, one word, and you should be able to find it. I tried to make it easy by getting us out there. So, go out there, leave us a comment, and we also have a chat box. So, when if you're on one of those streaming platforms and you want to ask us a question while we are live, go right ahead. We can get it, and then we can answer it out there on, a, on a, the streaming platform. Yeah, you can, also, you can also call us at 940-437-4674 or 437-4MPI. And finally, oh, okay. also the podcast one. At, uh, you can yeah. do it at podcast at militaryparanormal.com. Okay, so uh, what are we going to do on this show today? Well, we actually have some listener stories. We had a couple people write in. And uh, we thought we would get that out and share that out to you guys to keep everybody energized. Maybe send us some more stories that we can pass along. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So it, it's going to be more of a reading um, from we, – we actually have three different encounters, if you would. Um, the first ones that we're going to talk about is actually from our listeners, uh, Kevin Studebaker. Uh, he had two occurrences, if I'm not mistaken, Mike. And yeah, then, two, and then he shared another one a friend of his had. Okay, and then uh, and then after that, we will have from one of our own paranormal investigators, uh, Stephanie. She's actually out in California. She's moved into a new place, and she's had some stuff going on there, so I'll read what she's been sending us as well. So with that, who wants to start with Ken's story? Kevin. 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 Did I say Ken? I'm sorry. Yeah. Kevin. Kevin Studebaker, I'm sorry. Did not mean to say oh. Ken. Okay, I'll start off. The name of your group caught my attention being prior military, retired Army reservist with over 15 years of active duty and 13 years as a re ready reservist. He had three overseas tours, two combat tours, and five stateside assignments. During the time, he had two paranormal encounters that he could not explain. The stone tape theory is what I lean to as an explanation. The stone tape theory is the speculation that ghosts and hauntings are an analogous to tape recordings and that mental impressions during emotional or traumatic events can pre be projected in the form of energy. And that's recorded kind of like on, yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Onto rocks and other items and replayed under certain conditions. And that's like, so that's kind of, yeah, I'm... I was going to say, it's just kind of like our, our theory of residual type is, is I've always correlated it to like a tape, a v VCR tape, right? Somebody goes over an area, a certain path every day for years on end, a certain part of their energy gets stored mm -hmm. and it just plays over and over and over again. That's how I see it anyways. No, that's basically our theory. Um, when it comes to residual haunt, there's something there that that energy has been imprinted on, and it just constantly plays it over and over again. So uh, I know when 
we talked about one of our earlier podcasts, the types of hauntings. Uh, we did talk about residual hauntings, and that's basically what it is. So that's the same thing as the stone tape theory. It's the stone, depending on what it's made out of, is acting kind of like a recorder itself. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and read his first story here, and then we can talk about it. Okay. My, my first unexplained encounter was while stationed at the old Walter Reed Army Hospital in D.C. in 1980. At that time, some of the older wooden hospital wards still existed, but were unused and closed off. The doors chained and padlocked. One such ward had a connecting hallway at one end that ran perpendicular, connecting at least four similar wards. This hallway was left unlocked and unused as a shortcut between the main hospital and the enlisted barracks of the Abrams Hall during inclement weather. I was returning to the barracks late one night after going to the DFAC, or as we knew it, Chow Hall, for mid-rats. Now, explain what mid-rats is, is if you worked in the evening time up to maybe uh, midnight, Mm -hmm. You would go over to the chow hall and get what they call mid-rats or midnight rations, food. So that's what he's talking about there. It was raining, accompanied by intermittent lightning, hence the covered shortcut. The hallway was several hundred feet long, interspersed with windows on the left. The walls on the right held bulletin boards to one side of each opening to the adjacent wards. The entrances to each chained and padlocked, there were no other lights except the hallway. The entrance and the exit doors were the old standard wood doors with brass push handles, which made a very distinct sound when opening and closing. I had entered the hallway and was the only person in it as I began to walk to the other end. I heard the door close behind me, and my footsteps echoed off the walls as I walked. Approximately halfway, I heard the sound of one of the doors opening and slamming shut behind me, and the sounds of footsteps. I glanced behind me to see it, me to see it might be. No one was there. I could still hear the footsteps walking down the hallway approaching me. I stopped and backed against the wall and looked around towards the other end and back. No one was there in the hallway. I could track the sounds of the footsteps approaching me, then passing, but saw nothing. The steps continued for a few more seconds and then faded away. I had no explanation then or now, and I checked the other wards verifying they were closed and locked. There was no ventilation, no explanation. I spoke to other people and asked them if they had experienced anything strange in that hallway. None had the same experience. However, some said they felt creeped out going through there at night like they were being watched. The footsteps sounded like hard sole shoes walking fast, rhythmic, rhythmic and sounding like a man. Interesting. It is. Could you imagine the, you know, if Walls could talk, what, what would come out of Walter Reed? Oh man! Oh, good lord! That would be, that yeah. would be incredible. That would be incredible. That's like any military hospital. Uh, if if the walls could talk, I mean, even shepherds up here. Even though a lot of the the uh, floors now are abandoned, 
um, the the old psych ward that was up there. I mean, we've been yeah. up there, and mm-hmm. it, I remember what, basically almost the same thing. When we were up there, we heard the footsteps because we had taken the Boy Scouts. Was it the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts? It was a scout troop. That was it was the Girl Scouts. The Girl Scouts. Yeah, it was the Girl Scouts, I believe. Anyways, it was the Scouts. Yeah, it was the Scouts. It's it's no longer different now. It's all Scouts. Uh, But we took them up there, and in the old ward, we actually heard footsteps. And then when we were coming out of there, we actually heard doors closing behind us. And that that's when you and I really wanted to stay up there. We were like, ooh, yeah. let, let, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we couldn't. You know what, though, as I was reading that again, it made me think back to, Rob, at the time of you and I yep, at, yep. at Fort Richardson. Fort Richardson, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, we heard the footsteps coming towards me there on the, on the wooden plank around the uh, outside of the hospital. You know, I I, I want to interject here because the when you talk about hearing footsteps, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people will think of like hearing a haunted footstep. You may think of like settling of a house or something. But if you've ever heard real footsteps like that, I mean, it is indescribably just like somebody walking. I mean, yes. you can't. It's it's not like just one or two clicks here or there. You can, I mean, if you've ever heard that type of event, it's actually, you know, you can hear, and there's no doubt in your mind that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, oh. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> that's, that's the problem we're going to have here with this Skype <laughs> podcast. Uh, it's just like uh, the last investigation that we went on up in Kansas. Um, we had claims of footsteps going up and down that stairwell when we got there we didn't hear any but during the audio recordings we did pick up footsteps and i mean oh. you can you know it's footsteps and we know it wasn't us is because we weren't in there yeah so it, it had to come footsteps had to have been there now that's the only thing the only thing but we had no way of knowing where those footsteps were coming from but it, we, we get that kind of thing all the time is the footsteps out there. When it's like that last house, we, well, that's a common occurrence that happens in my house is footsteps. And it's, it's very, it's very different than like a settling type sound. But you know, that last investigation we did of um, Allison's property there, you know, we caught that recording in there and that was very obvious. Oh, and yeah, we were, yeah. and all that, of us were outside of the building. And that was on carpet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But you could hear that shuffle that you could mm-hmm. hear the, it, it, it was it was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, you know, with that as well. With this, real and, quick. With, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. No, I was just going to. I was just <laughs> saying. Going. Wanted to go back real quick to that stone that stone tape theory. Um, you know, a lot of the belief is is that like limestone and those kind of mm-hmm. things can also enhance paranormal activity what is your take on that mine or mike yeah both of you mike you go first okay i'm sorry i was changing screen here can you repeat that that last part and i I kind of a little cut out you know we've always heard talk about the different types of stone that can uh enhance paranormal activity you know like limestone and quartz and that kind of stuff what is your take on that? Well, you know, it's, 
I, I think that that's it's extremely possible. When you look, there's actually been scientific study done of talking about resonance frequencies and things like that. I mean, you think about a clock and quartz and and, right. and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I think that it's it's extremely possible to at least magnify maybe a magnetic field or make a magnetic field or an energy field that that's in an area, maybe make it expand um, where you have a bigger area uh, of occurrence. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. How about you, Rob? Well, we have talked about this a little bit on a previous podcast, kind of when we did the crystal skulls and we were talking about the crystals and how crystals can maintain that energy, which is why a lot of people use crystals when they're doing different things when it comes to paranormal it comes to healing they believe in the energy coming from the crystals so why couldn't there be i mean it it, it would make sense that i mean there's a lot of um things out there that are keeping that energy some way so why couldn't that kind of be i mean look at look at batteries and and how you have that solid state it's nothing more than minerals really i mean granted with uh the Batteries are keeping that kinetic energy in there, but it's energy has to go somewhere. Energy never dies. It it just goes somewhere. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Who's got the second story? You don't want to read the one with all the hard words in it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it, but I'll probably butcher. That way Rob can do Stephanie's story. Okay, cool. All right. The other instance occurred while stationed in Germany at Swabish Gemund. Am I close? At Bismarck Caserne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't ever in Germany like that. Okay. But anyway, the barracks had been built and used by the Nazis in the 30s through World War II. Although refurbished, there were still plenty of signs to show the German army had occupied them, including racks for Mauser rifles built into the halls of the barracks. Only the indentations of where the rifle butts and upper stocks fit were still there. No metal racks or chains were present. One night I heard the sounds of marching boots hitting the floor in unison and the sounds of chains being pulled through what sounded like racks. My roommate and I both were awakened and turning on the light, looked at each other and got up to see what was going on. The sounds had stopped and we went out into the hallway and other soldiers had heard the same thing and had come out. We walked out and everyone had heard the same thing. I went back to bed, but did not manage to sleep the rest of the night. These sounds never happened again while I was stationed there. I, you know, my, my thought on something like this is, is when we talk about how, you know, like battlefields storing that, all that emotion and that energy and all of that, you know, during, during the war, regardless of which side you were on, you, you could imagine young soldiers getting up, marching, ready to go out to battle. And all of that emotion that's going on there, I, I definitely think that that's something that could be stored. You know, especially in one of you know one of these buildings, these old buildings full of stone, and you know, I, I just think it's a, a big possibility that that that's feasible. Well, Does that make sense? I mean, if you guys remember uh, when we did the uh, Peace Battle River area, we actually captured what sounded like drums being yeah. beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there again, you know, we caught something that was residual. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right, Mike. Those battlefields and those kind of areas through whether it be blood or whatever, the energy is absorbed into the ground and it stores that energy. Right. You know, and, and even though this isn't technically a battlefield, but again, imagine, you know, thousands of troops getting up to, you know, I remember when when I deployed 
um, during wartime as we were all getting on the plane and got our general patent speech and we were getting on the plane. That's what I remember more than anything sometimes. It's yeah. that, but that, that's that emotion. Like I said, you know, even in the barracks where these soldiers were at when it necessarily wasn't a battle, but the amount of emotion that was going on as they were preparing for that. Yeah. Well, that's like one of the reasons why we picked military paranormal is because of the military battlegrounds. We, we theorized that a lot of the activity could happen there. And since how we were military, why not go to these locations find out the history, and then see if there is a correlation with the death and mayhem and all the blood, like you said, the blood going into the ground. Did the ground retain that residual energy coming from all the death and mayhem? Um, sure. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people do Gettysburg and all of those areas, and you see a lot of different apparitions and EVPs and all that kind of stuff. So there's got to be something to the theory. And I wasn't stationed in Germany, but I lived in Germany when my dad was stationed there. And they had all sorts of all these old buildings. I mean, you went to all the old monasteries, the old forts, the old... Yeah, the old castles. The castles, and... yeah. I mean, there, there's all sorts of stories out there. That's why they have Ghost Hunters International, because of yeah. all these locations. Well, you know, and then I, I do know, you know, my son was in Germany for a while, and there's there's more than just battle legends that come out of there. You know, there's a lot of old history, oh, you yes. know, oh, vampires oh, yeah. and werewolves, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of stuff that, that's in Germany. So I think it'd be really interesting to go, um, you know, well, check out that area. Well, that's why if you read some of the German history, especially during the Nazi times, they were looking for these paranormal connections, especially, like you said, oh, with yeah. the werewolves, the Nazi werewolves. Um, so there, it, it's out there. Okay, I'll read, just, go I'll, ahead, Mike. I'll, so I'll read this last story. This is one of a friend of his that um, she didn't want her name told. She didn't want any like, a negative attention brought to her, but she was attending the Armed Force Institute of Pathology at Walter Reed. Um, she said that while working on her notes at a table in the morgue exam room after class, she heard the sounds of a morgue locker door opening and the tray table sliding out. She said it looked, she looked up and observed one of the locker doors was open and an empty tray had been slid out. No one else was in the room. She said that she was pretty shocked believing that all the locker doors had been closed. She left the building checking out with the security guard and asked if anyone else was inside. She said the guard replied that no one was left and he was just waiting on her to make his rounds. He asked her if anything happened when she told him what happened. He did not seem surprised and told her that this happened to, to others as well. She said that she always, she told me that she always made sure never to be the last out and never be alone in that morgue after that. Mm. Wow. That's kind of creepy, which you, and it's funny because, you know, when you look at the paranormal hobby field whatever all the little aspects of paranormal lots of people are associated with cemeteries but i never really thought that cemeteries necessarily were a hot spot to me in my opinion does that make sense however a morgue or somewhere where maybe the first time that you know a, a spirit if you want to take that you know someone's died and now their spirits there and just now realizing that they're they've left their body or what have you. I, I think it's a, I think that morgues and that type, type of stuff could, could 
have a potential there. You always see lots of stories of, of hauntings and morgues or old houses that used to be a morgue. That's like severely haunted now. Right. Um, anyway, yeah, I think that that's, that could be a very interesting take on it. I couldn't work in a morgue anyway, but <laughs> I, I couldn't either. No, I'd, there was, I don't know if, I don't know if it was you, Jeff, or if it was Kevin, I'm pretty sure it might've been Kevin. Um, when, yeah, it had to have been Kevin. When we were moving from uh, our old building, the ones that they tore down, to the new building across from the NCO Academy, uh-huh. behind the NCO Academy, that's where uh, DFAB is, or... Uh, FACD. FACD, yeah. But it used to be the medical schoolhouse, and on the third floor, they actually had the old... Um, where they did the autopsies. They taught them how to do autopsies there. And I was getting given the tour by one of the old building custodians, and they had the slabs on the third floor, but the morgue, the cooler, was on the first floor. They took them in the elevator and brought them up there for the students to learn how to do the, on the work on the cadavers. Well, the elevator broke couple times so they actually had to take them down the stairwell on the back one the one that's close to well I happened to have my audio recorder because you know me I like carrying that sucker around and when we were in there just when he was giving us the layout I actually got an EVP and I wish I could find it I'm still looking for it I can clearly hear it saying don't drop me wow Cool. And, and I was trying to find that all over the place, and I I, I want to find that one. But yeah, if Kevin was still here with us, he he could tell you that story too, because it it was it was freaking us out because we were like, did you are you serious? It says <laughs> don't drop me, and we we couldn't believe that. It so yeah, morgues. I I believe it can it can hold a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so um, before we do Stephanie's, does anyone need to take a break? Otherwise, I'll why don't do we take? Else. All right. Why don't we take just a few minute break, and uh, then we'll come back. All right. Mike, that's for you. Commercial. <laughs> uh, The MPI Podcast, online 24-7 at militaryparanormal.com. We'll be right back. One small step for Eddie, one giant leap for paranormal investigators. Meet the EDI Plus. The most feature-packed ghost hunting multimeter with graphing all in one tough package. Eddie has become a solid tool for investigators all over the world in just a few years on mission. Now the EDI Plus launches even further with more features for precision measurement, alerts, and timeline charting of the data. The EDI Plus detects EMF, temperature, vibration, pressure, and humidity with immediate response lights and sound alerts. But it doesn't stop there. Eddie then logs this information for graphing together on a timeline for thorough analysis using a free application developed specifically for the EDI Plus. 
Eddie is a stellar advancement in precision measurement and ease for paranormal investigators. Launch your investigations into the next stage of discovery with the EDI Plus. Available now only at GhostStop.com. Paranormal Investigation Skype podcast. Once again, I am Rob. I'm Jeff. And I'm Mike. I waited for you that time. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little interesting doing this over Skype because uh, we keep talking over each other. We typically, when we're in the room, we can kind of read each other's expressions and I've got my notes up and I got little bitty windows. So it's kind of hard to see. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. So, uh, like I said, welcome back to our podcast. Um, don't forget, you can find us on militaryparanormal.com. You can find us on Podbeam. When we start doing live, you got Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitch, uh, Switch, Twitch, Mixer, <laughs> Mixer, um, all those different pod um, live streaming, even the gaming channel live streams that you can find us out there. So before we left, we were doing stories from our listeners. And we just listened to three of them from uh, a uh, listener. Hopefully, he's listening out there from Kevin Studebaker. <laughs> and uh, now uh, we have Stephanie, um, a uh, former member. Uh, she recently moved to California, and uh, she texted me probably about oh a month and a half ago saying that there was some really crazy stuff going on in her home and we've just been texting back and forth and I was hoping to get her on here since how we are doing the shelter in place but uh, we just can't seem to reach her because she's always busy she's a really busy body always going with all her kids and everything so I figured what I would do is read the text messages that she sent me and kind of like give you a story and a background in there um, so, it starts off, so, uh, I had some crazy stuff, and she didn't use the word stuff, uh, going on in this house I just moved into, and I'm not bleeping kidding at all. Everyone I had come into, and if you know Stephanie, they know what I'm talking about. Uh, she says, uh, everyone, and I do mean everyone, and this is in bold capital letters, I have had come into here as either heard something or felt something. And of course, I never say anything about this but they approached me and asked me about it anyways. But I mean tons. Pretty much daily I hear things, and not quiet things either, very loud things. Doors shutting, the sound of boxes falling, but upon looking around, I can't see any boxes that had fallen. Sometimes it sounds like someone or something is digging through the boxes, or or it sounds like paper shuffling. Uh, I heard it from the same room I was in, The sound one time of a box being bumped and then brushed against, like sound of fabric rubbing against a cardboard box. A very distinct sound. But I was the only one in the house and I was not near a box. 
Night before last, I heard a, bo I heard a door shut from elsewhere in the house. I get up and close my door and turn the TV on volume so I can just ignore it. Now, if you know Stephanie, she's one of the ones that just likes to go out there. She's uh, ADD, if you would. <laughs> so she likes to go and do stuff. And with us being the paranormal investigators, if stuff happens in our own house, we're not really going to investigate it because we don't want it to negatively affect our household. So we just live with it and have someone else come in there. So with her saying that all she did was turn the volume up and go, I, I, I can understand that. So um, about a week later, I uh, text her, said, hey, what, what, any updates or anything? She goes, well, when I woke up yesterday morning, my door was open. And I'm assuming she meant her front door. Also, the other night, you remember the house on the hill when we heard the crystal bell? Uh, she had a big house up there, and there's a crystal bell that always kept chiming, and we couldn't figure out why. She goes, well, I heard it again here. The same three crystal bell rings. Well, I just learned some stuff about the house, and apparently rumor has it in the area this house is very haunted. No one ever stays here very long. And she's talking about different ten tenants and stuff. The guy I spoke with earlier said about one time in a two-month period, four different families moved in and then moved out. All back to back. He had heard from a previous tenant that something was going on in the house as well. Years back. Uh, this oh, used to be a... Yeah, this used to be a board and care home a few years back. A guy OD'd in this house. And he was told the guy was a registered sex offender. Now, the sex offender, I don't know if that's a fact. Uh, that's just what this guy uh, was told by a roommate of another suicide guy. Uh, but evidently, or definitely, there was one death in this house. Now, I asked her if she had planned on uh, trying to get a recording to investigate. That way, she's not actually investigating. Just see if we can get the, the noise or hear anything about it. And then maybe send it to us and we'd go over it, but she never uh, got back with me. Um, it's probably been about two, three weeks, and I didn't hear anything, so I texted her again, and she replied, It's been a little quieter, but some nights are still crazy loud. I even hear voices now, and so have other people when they visit. I'm getting cameras for the outside just in case someone is out there and we hear that. Try to rule out the possibilities. Crazy, crazy stuff. And she didn't use the word stuff again. Um, oh, this was happened uh, just last week. I texted her again saying, hey, any, any more stuff? Because I'm interested, want to know what's going on here. And she goes, crazy, crazy stuff happening at the house today. Both times I left the house and I came home to something spilled on the floor. This afternoon, it looked like water. But just now, and she's got a bunch of explanation points in there, look at this. And she sent me these pictures, and I wish I had these pictures. I mean, I can show them to you. But uh, it's actually a picture of some, like, green liquidy something on, on the floor. And she goes, just look at this. It smells like potato, uh, potato peels or something. No pit. Cause I, and then I asked her, well, do you have any pets? Is there a leak? Did something spill? And that's when she sent me all these pictures. And she goes, no pets, no leak, counter not close enough, and nothing on the counters to get knocked off. Box is where the spot was, and this she put it as a location reference. And I'll, I'll try and hold this up to maybe you guys can see that. Um, the box is where the spot was. It looks closer in the pictures, but still there are chairs there too. 
Been hearing a lot of noises today. I was certain someone was here earlier when I was in the bathroom, but when I came out, the noises were all in another room. And I don't know if you guys can... Okay, so uh, let's see. There we go. So there's the spills right there. And then if you look, the box is kind of like right over here is the box. So it's kind of like in the middle. You know, that's where the spill was. And this is kind of hard doing it backwards. <laughs> there we go. So you can kind of see there was nothing there to where it could spill off. But twice now it happened the same day. Like one was just clear liquid. And this one was a green ooze almost. And when I showed Mike, what, what was your first thought, Mike? Well, I'm going to, so I'm going to talk on that. So then I, I take back to, take you back to, she's talking about the house used to be a, um, wh what was it for the addicts or what, what did she say? Yeah, it was a, uh, board and, and care home. So kind of like a recovery home. So my, my thought process, and, and I don't know, I don't know any of the history on this. And this is what I was talking to you about. I would like to get some some more history. I wish we could go out and actually investigate a little bit, but my, my, my thought process is, so you have a place like that, but if you have theories range on bad energy, negative energy, evil, if you will, mm -hmm. that people in that type of situation are more vulnerable because they're at a weaker state of mind. Right. And I, I'm not meaning that for myself. I'm saying these are what theories that go. So something bad would try to attach to somebody that's in a weaker state of mind, which is, you know, it's a whole psychology issue, that kind of stuff. But typically, so whenever you watch Ghostbusters and you get into like the ectoplasm and mm -hmm. Slimer and all that kind of stuff, well, that actually really is a paranormal phenomena, if you will. It's a, it's a little less heard of, but typically from what I know, and I want again, I wanted to get more information on the story, but typically it's usually manifestation that, would harbor that if that makes any sense. Now, I don't know what my thoughts are on it yet because that that's starting to get out there. Right. However, if it's something that's happening based off of a negative manifestation or something like that, that's where my concern would be. And especially the house having history of having individuals that are at a point of vulnerability or, uh, you know, a weaker emotional state um, along those lines. That's where I told you, I was like, Hey, you might need to get some more information on this and kind of get in more into the background of what's going on there. Right. Okay. Let's see. All right. Let's see. That's so that's actually what it looked like. You can see how it's like green, almost brownish around the edges. So, but there's nothing there. And, and, you know, and I would trust Stephanie as far as, you know, she's telling me, hey, there's nothing that it would have, because she would have been an analytical mind too. She would have said, hey, you know what? There was a box over here. It could have leaked out, ran across the, the grout joints, and, mm -hmm. and here it is. But she's saying, hey, it's just out in the middle of nowhere. First it was clear, and now I come back and it's green. I've had all these things going on, move stuff moving around. Uh, so anyway, yeah, there. I mean, and that's what I was telling you. I would like to look a little more into what's going on to see if there's something maybe be of potential concern. 
Right, which is why I would love to be able to get her on a podcast or anything. But um, I actually did hear from her today. <laughs> um, but uh, she said she's tired, sleeping all the time, bored, <laughs> which is why I haven't <laughs> been able to get a hold of her. I'm like, that's understandable. Like, yeah. But those are some pretty interesting stories. Um, I would yeah. love to be able to tell some more stories from other guests. Um we can do another podcast like this. So if you got stuff on there and now that we have this capability to do Skype, we can actually Skype in someone if they wanted to talk with us about their story. I think that'd be yeah. fun. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Well, if you have your story you want to share, make sure you send that over to us. You can send that to us at podcast at military podcast at military you can call in and leave a message at one nine four zero four three seven four mpi And if you want to leave us a message or something, just let us know if you want us to use your name or not. Um, and then if you want to be anonymous, we completely understand, and we'll yep. make sure we keep that for you, too. Now, with us being all cooped up and stuff, um, I, I'm trying to get back to networking because that's the best way to uh, find different groups. And when I was looking up, uh, I found a, another uh, paranormal group out in California because that's where Stephanie was at. So I figured maybe they could help her out. Um, but basically, this one's called uh, Central California, the other paranormal society. And you can find them at www.cctops. That would be Central California, the other paranormal societies, initials, um, ghosthunters.com. And basically, they're just a group based out of Fresno, California. They say their main mission of the organization is to research and investigate in paranormal phenomena. They hope to bring to the public an understanding of the spiritual realm and hopefully through understanding a comfort zone between the living and those unseen that walk among, among us. Uh, you can contact them uh, through email at peterdragon at uh, cctopsghosthunters.com, mj at cctopsghosthunters.com, and you can also find them on Facebook at Central California, the other Paranormal Society Ghost Hunters. Just another cool thing. Sounds good. We also normally do a uh, tech, and the reason I picked this this tech one uh is pretty much because of um i've been watching paranormal shows uh, because we were gonna do a podcast on paranormal shows and i've been watching the new ghost hunters we started way back when which is why everyone wanted to do ghost hunters but uh during one episode they were talking about one of the theories that i was talking about uh, how ultrasounds can mess with a body or a mind, kind of like Jeff uh, gets very receptive to high EMF. Well, maybe it's not EMF. Maybe it's a high-pitched sound, and you're just receptive to that one. And they actually have a, uh, or they were using a ultrasonic detector with a precision microphone. And basically, it was hooked up to a computer, and it had this microphone it kind of looked like a wand magic wand almost and it was able to detect the high frequencies or the ultrasounds out there and i just thought it was a great tool um basically it's the audible audible frequency range that people can hear is around 20 hertz to uh, 20 kilohertz leaving ultrasound 
greater than the upper limit of the human hearing, things that we can't hear, or the infrasound, which is lower than the limit of the human hearing, as a possibility of the residual of ghostly voices, which is why we always carry a DAR, because we can't hear it, but a lot of times our analog or our digital equipment can take that ultrasound or that um, infrasound and record it onto the DAR. Uh, all sounds are produced by vibration in the body, so everyone knows that. So this is just, uh, even our voices uh, it result in the vibrations of our vocal cords. Uh, the number of vibrations the body makes per second is called frequency, and it's commonly referred to as hertz. Ultrasound is defined as sound waves having frequency above the limits of human hearing or in an excess of 20,000 cycles per second, the hertz. So, by definition, ultrasound is totally undetectable by the human ears unless aided by instruments capable of translating that ultrasound to audible sound. If there's any items in a location that are putting off a lot of ultrasound, it can mess with the person's physical well-being. You can have hallucinations, even headaches, which is why I bring Jeff up a lot of times when that when that happens. Because yeah. you, you get those headaches. I mean, even in the last home that we were in, I even felt a heaviness that I had to I had to get out yeah yeah exactly so I just thought this was a pretty cool tool to uh yep. probably maybe get what do you guys think will that will that measure ultrasound yes, or infrasound does. yes it does not because you know that's also one of the things that um you know there are many animals that have an infrasound like alligators crocodiles um and it's a warning pitch I think I you know um it'll put off this infrasound which is lower than you're able to hear right like less than 20 hertz i think right um but and you can almost feel that vibration on it well that's one of the things that they say that bigfoot can it do is maybe to disorient really? you because you get into that um into that area so yeah it's one of the things that uh that's why i like to record everything you know we uh -huh. when we talk about you know when we go out and we did that video on my bag you know, I keep that EDI, we keep a DAR because we have all of that information, sound pressure, temperature, humidity, uh, the, the frequency, the sound. You look at that on an audio spectrum, you're able to do all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think that's a, I think that would be a, a great uh, asset. Cool. Like I said, I, I saw them using it and I was like, ooh, I definitely want Where can one. you find that at? Um, I sent the link uh, or I found a link. You can find them at Sweetwater. Uh, they're an electrical store. So it's a precision mm -hmm. wand, and it, it basically looks like a, a magic wand, if you would. And then you hook that up to a audio cable hooked up to the computer, and then you can get real-time frequency. Like I said, it's on Ghost Hunters. I can't remember which episode. I'll, I'll look again and uh, let you know, but that, that was an awesome episode, and I was like, ooh, I, I want I wonder one of those. if that's something that we could incorporate into a parabolic. I'd have to see what the, frequ the response of range of that was. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. All well, that was pretty good, looks. Rob. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Well, this was a good podcast. I, I definitely enjoyed learning or hearing stories, especially of people going overseas, people in different areas. How yeah. You still have that paranormal activity happening and it's almost the same thing which is why they come out with the theories such as the stones tape theory mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and I, I think it's interesting when you talk about that you know we can go hauntings you can go to 
cryptids you can go to ufos uh, wherever you go in the world it's it's all there mm-hmm. it, and it's yeah. all similar it's all relevant it's all so uh so yeah i think that uh i wish pe- more people would would realize that it uh that these things occur and maybe let's get it get it out of the closet we talked about that on the little quickie one that you and i did a while back rob if we could get this out of the closet almost and get it talked about more maybe we could more research could be done efficiently if that makes right. sense yeah. so yeah yeah well all right guys i uh i hope that in the middle of this crisis i hope that everybody stays positive i think that um it's the key to getting through this it's it's hard um you see all the memes out there and you see all of the um all of the jokes and we and we do the same thing it's all to kind of keep a light heart uh it's not made to to be derogatory towards anyone it's made to keep a light heart and that sort of stuff i see a lot of the military military memes you know and and we've all been in the situations where we you know, talk about hurry up and wait and that sort of stuff. And this is just an extended period of right. that. So it's, yeah. uh, it's just going to take us working together. Everybody's staying inside. Uh, and we, we were doing some stuff earlier and I know we had some technical issues, but one of the things that I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I, I, I said from a PSA point of, of things is, you know, I'm on a bunch of overlanding forums and, and that sort of stuff. And these people want to go out and they want to go camping. They want to get out in the woods. They want to go fishing. They want to do that. But they go out and it's like, that's the best social distancing that there is. The thing to remember is, is if you go out, even though you have no intentions of getting out there and and getting out and seeing anybody or doing anything, you're going to leave your house, go there be by yourself and come back. But if you have an accident or if you have an emergency and now you've exposed first responders and then you've been into a community that doesn't have a lot of exposure, but now you've, you pay possibly carry it and you give it to those areas. And now you've spread it to that area that may be under equipped to handle a large outbreak. Yeah. So that's the reason why it's important to, to stay home and to just kind of do your part at this point in time. And I, I certainly wish everybody the best, and and I know this is hard. I know it's it's, it's stressful to me. I, I think my biggest thing is worrying about the kids. So um, right. that, that's that's the hardest part on me. So again, I wish everybody the best. Wash your hands, stay at home, and we'll all get through this. Yeah, it'll take time, but we'll get there. And with you talking about first responders, Mike. Um, uh, my hat's off to all the first responses, all the doctors, yeah. nurses. You are definitely the front, front line. We military, they say we were the front line, but right now during this crisis, you guys are definitely the front, front line. And uh, I want to give a hats off to one of uh, a former member. She's a nurse right now in Ohio, Gina Norton. Way to go, girl. You keep up the good work. Hopefully we get to see you back here in Texas soon. Yeah. So... What do we got for the future podcasts? Um, well, we have the the one you're working on, you and your daughter. Um, yeah, yeah. My uh, youngest daughter and I, my, she came up to uh, me with the idea of exorcisms and how does the clergy that perform the exorcism, how does it affect them? during the exorcism and also afterwards. 
So that's kind of something that we're doing some research on. So we're kind of excited about that. I am too. I, I really want to hear about that one. That, that That's going to be good to hear. Maybe maybe we can find someone that actually has done an exorcism. That that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for. I'm trying to find somebody that I can reach out to and ask if okay. they'd be willing to uh, talk with us about it. Okay. Interesting. And, and another one we're working on is the Hawaiian podcast with Kevin, uh, giving us a little bit of not so much Hawaiian uh, folklore, but more of a Pacific folklore. Uh, the An island. The yeah, yeah. the the uh, what would they call it the. Um, Polynesian Triangle, if you would. Mm -hmm. uh, the different, how the different folklores all stay within there and how they're all basically the same, but they change based on their circumstances, where they're at, but they basically have the same story is what I wanted to look at. Um, you know, we've been trying to do this now for like three months. Maybe we've angered the gods. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of them. You got to ask for permission. So maybe, right. that was one of them. Uh, you got to ask permission yeah. to say, hey, can we do this podcast? So there uh, you go. Can we do this podcast? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, I'm actually working on one that I, I kind of talked to you guys about, and it has to do with uh, the Men in Black, not the TV show, oh, yeah. not the comic book, not the movies, but how the Men in Black and with the UFOs, how they actually started the origins of the Men in Black. Interesting. That, I'm, I, I want to see the FBI uh, reports you found. Oh, I found all the FBI reports on that. Nice. Exciting. Very good. All right. Well, as always, we'd like to thank you listeners out there for supporting us. As Mike said numerous times, please stay safe, wash your hands, perform that social distancing, and then in a short future, we'll get past all of this. Yes. And don't forget, you can always find us on militaryparanormal.com, Podbean, that's the place to go, and all the social platforms that we have, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> all right, well, you guys have a good evening, and we'll talk to you later. All right, and for Allison, bye, y'all. Night, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs> and... Thank you for listening to the MPI Paranormal Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Military Paranormal Investigations. Hope you all enjoyed the show. Don't forget to connect with us on Podbean, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, the truth is to be found.